0: This is 8-Bit, episode 80, Shades of Grey, In Between, on Sunday, May 25th, 2014, and now, Crap It On Me. This episode is hosted by Ian Buck and Ian Decker, with guests Ryan Rampersad and Sonia Richardson. So, I had a pretty momentous week this week. I went and made a Twitch account for the first time ever, probably because I found out that they're being bought by YouTube.
1: Oh. Well, I suppose it would make sense then, wouldn't it?
0: Well, it, you know, it may have been made more sense if I just waited until they merged them into one account, and then I would have a Twitch account anyway, and then I wouldn't have to worry about it. But I went and made a Twitch account, uh, and you can find it. It's there's a, there's a link on the show notes. Um, which, by the way, you can go to thenexus.tv/eb80 to find them. Um, I haven't used it yet. I'm probably not going to use it at all this summer because we're going to be at camp. Uh, but I made it so that, uh, I can watch Savannah's streams because she's been streaming, uh, Pokemon. Um, she's been doing some, some challenge playthroughs where, uh, I forget what the phrase is for this one, but she's playing through where she, uh, fainting means death. So she has to let the Pokemon go if she, if any of them faint. And she has to catch the first Pokemon in any named area that she oh, goes into. One. And yeah, what's it called? The Neslef Challenge. Ned- Neslef. Um ne- whatever. Look Na- at the Pokemon name. Named after some webcomic web comic that started the, the concept. Pokemon. Yeah. Uh well it's named after the Pokemon and the character in the comic who, you know, first did this challenge. Um so Yeah, I've been watching her. Um I'll probably maybe go find some other some other people who I uh, you know, you are am interested in. But I don't really care about watching, you know, Gameplay footage that much. I watched some Transistor stuff because that's a hmm. good game.
2: Yeah, it is a good game. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Hi. Well,
1: I think that may be too much. Yeah, it turns too out. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Speaking I mean, of Transistor, I really been all week. man, what Ian? So, I haven't really been around all week, so that's I, I haven't really been able to see any cool things like that.
0: Yeah, that's sad. Being being uh, busy is a terrible thing, especially since you can't play games when I'm busy. Yeah, exactly.
2: So, have you heard any more about been? that? Uh, that that acquisition from YouTube? and uh, um,
0: Not Twitch? really. I mean, mostly it's, I've just seen people speculating about what it's going to mean for their different copyright you know, policies. know, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, but we don't really know anything officially at all mm-hmm. about it.
1: Yeah, it's a shame. So then how's the chat thing going to work? Like, with the Twitch Plays Pokemon sort of thing? What do you... Will that remain unchanged?
0: Or... Well, so far... So far, all that we know is, you know, that it's being acquired. That doesn't mean that they're going to be merging the platforms into one platform or anything like that, you know? They mm-hmm. may just keep Twitch as its separate entity for a while, uh, you know, and I... Maybe, maybe allow you to link the two to get, you know, your two accounts together to easily export videos to YouTube or I something like that. I wouldn't be surprised um, if they did
2: single sign on eventually, like within the year
0: mm-hmm.
1: after acquisition.
2: Well, like, but th- it almost certainly the sites will continue to be separate.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, con- consider like Google Plus and um, YouTube, the fact that they made you do it so that you had to do a single sign on. I guess I wouldn't be too surprised if they ended up doing that with Twitch as well.
0: Right. Well, now that Vic Gundotra is gone, I feel like the the Google Plus everything push is kind of uh, fading, kind of probably petering out.
2: Which is weird, though, because I don't know if that's necessarily true. I don't know, uh, you know that that new Google Plus app came out this week, and the uh, you know there's all sorts of unknown Google Plus things coming at I/O. So I don't know if it's necessarily true mm-hmm. that he's gone. It just starts evaporating. I think it's going to take a little bit longer than that. Now imagine they can't just pull a google reader on that product it's too integrated into too many people's
0: lives now which was the idea right was so, so they it can't everything.
2: they can't do a google plus on that so it doesn't evaporate instantly it has to take a long time
0: yeah I, like the first step would be un unpairing google photos from it right because which i like, think they
2: want to do and somehow I think that's reasonable
0: I, I have no idea how you convince them to just swallow picasa into google plus like well they're still separate believable.
2: technically like you can still sign into Picasa individually, and they still have the desktop app.
0: I well, yeah, they still have that, but I I I don't know how I would be able to go and view my photos from the Picasso web area. Like, does that does that URL still exist at yep, all? Yep, oh. you can just Google it.
2: Okay, because cool. like uh, which 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 one you have to go to, nobody knows. But this isn't what we came here today to talk about. No, we have actually gaming headlines. Yeah, unheard of.
1: Well. Keep in mind, that we don't want to talk about it too much because otherwise we might alert them to ke- that we're catching on to the plan. Oh, cause, because cause they
0: they, they listen to us. Well, they listen to everything, so I'm sure. I mean, I do ping the Google servers every time we
2: publish
1: a show. That's true. Hmm, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they have a hand in the NSA.
0: <clears throat> you know, everybody thought that it was the other way around, but you may be onto something. Yeah,
1: maybe. <laughs> Shh! They didn't hear that. <clears throat> if I'm gone next week, you know why. <clears throat> And it's not
0: because you're training.
1: No. No. It's not because I'm training. Actually, I should be in studio next weekend,
0: too. Oh, that's good. That'll be great. Yeah. Just in time for us all to leave again and go to (laughs) camp.
1: Yep. Just to let you know. All right, so do we want to talk about our listener feedback? Because we actually had some.
0: Oh, we did? Oh, my goodness. Andrew Bailey said something, and I ignored him. What did he say, Ian? I don't remember, other than he doesn't really <laughs> listen to our show anymore <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's lovely listener feedback.
1: <laughs> I think that was just because he and I had that bit of a i i, I don't know a
0: disagreement I, on uh on where your priorities should lie yeah yeah,
1: yeah. He was saying they should be specifically on the show, whereas I kind of have you know academics that take first priority I, th- I
0: think it was it was about your music stuff specifically. Yeah, so, being in concerts and stuff.
2: So the feedback is, he decided to listen to the first time in ever, and he congratulates you on the record low number of innuendos on the show, <laughs> because uh, I, I was here and Matt was here, and so, when that happens, we actually stay on topic, maybe.
0: Yeah, but whenever I'm around, like, you end up making innuendos inadvertently. Yeah, uh, when I'm not because... on
2: the show, I'm busy working. Oh, yeah, sure. It's a pastime,
0: not a profession.
2: Uh, let's see. Uh, so monitors use DisplayPort. Yeah, okay. Um, he noticed that Ryan was on Steam, and he thought that was impossible. <laughs>
0: so I think that had something to do with Ian Buck. Oh, speaking of Steam, thanks to Transistor, I'm now a Steam level 30. Wow. Yep. Special stuff, um, dude. I have I have three things on my profile now. Three three spotlights. That's pretty good. One of let's see, the first one is my favorite game spotlight. Second one or er, game collector spotlight. The second one is uh, achievement collector and uh the third one is screenshots he also says that he's tempted to buy a tegra phone because he'll know i'd be angry
2: (laughs) and he wants to know why you're going to sweden what's a
0: tegra phone uh it's a any phone that's running a tegra chip which means what uh nvidia's it's nvidia's brand of of Okay. Uh, Processors. That's out. why you're
1: going to Sweden?
0: No. <laughs> so <you get> installed <laughs>
1: with an NVIDIA
0: Google. chip? <laughs> I'm going to Sweden because uh, I'm going to be studying abroad next semester, and uh, it's going to be fun.
1: Yeah. Mm. And we'll need to talk about what's going to happen to this show.
0: Um, I mean, it all depends on, you know, bandwidth and uh, lag and ping. Wait, Let's those go. last two things are the same thing, aren't they?
2: No. No? Okay. No. no. Not even trying to cl- be close.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm all for continuing the show while I'm in Sweden, uh, as long as it's technically feasible.
2: And only ping was a transistor function. So you don't yeah. have to worry about the time change and time zone.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm up, we all, can, t- I'm up all night. So we we can make night. it work. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a problem for me. To get lucky? <laughs> well done. <laughs> 25 points. <laughs> to Gryffindor. So, Ian, why don't you start <laughs> us off on, uh, on our on our headlines, since, since that's what we're here to talk about.
1: Oh, I suppose. You know, actually be a real show? Real show. Actually, I'm going to do one more quick tangent. Oh, yes. I just think it's kind of um, important to note that the purpose of this show, although we do talk about the video games, isn't necessarily about putting out a show. It's about you and me hanging out and having a way to still do stuff together. Yeah, and hopefully being entertaining while doing it. Yes. Well, I mean, that's why we decided to do a show. It's like, we should really record it whenever we hang out, because the stupidest stuff happens, and it's usually entertaining. Yep. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Hence innuendos. Everywhere.
1: <clears throat> we stick them into everything.
0: You know what else is everywhere? Huh. Dicks. Dicks. Dicks everywhere.
2: The Richards don't appreciate that.
0: <laughs> well, maybe they should get out of everywhere. What? <laughs> the accusing finger. Oh my god, junior high. By the way, I saw that Mr. Chase got uh, some sort of award or recognition thing or something this oh, year. Oh, that's great. Yeah, he was in the Pioneer Press.
2: Wonderful. Because mm-hmm.
0: that was the class that you told me about that. in.
1: Who knew? Yeah. Headlines. See, I was just intending for that to be a quick tangent. Nope.
0: <laughs> if you make a tangent on this show, it will drag on for as long as it possibly can. Because we're all There's Minnesotan. no such thing as a quickie. On oh, God, there. we're still doing quick... Are you, did you do that on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> oh...
1: His smile says it all. Because quality takes time. Mm Mm-hmm. As your dad usually says, well, poopy. Yeah. All right. So, um, the closed beta for uh, PlayStation now has started on PS4, and they will be expanding the PS3 beta to more users soon. Players have already logged on over 50,000 hours of playtime on the PS3 beta. Sounds like they will be hitting their goal of launching this summer. God, I
0: really need to get a PS4. But, you know, money. Yeah. And going to Sweden. Turns out. But while I'm in Sweden, maybe I'll get to uh visit Mojang. Not likely. Mojang. But they uh actually yeah, they're Swedish, so it's probably pronounced Mojang, isn't it? I hope not. Um so there you remember their service called Minecraft Realms that where you pay like thirteen bucks a, a month for them to host a server for you and you don't have to worry about any of that nonsense. Um I so. that service is now available worldwide. Previously, you know, they were rolling it out in different different regions, um, and now it's available everywhere. Is so that cool. still
2: the same price then? I believe so. Well, that seems really reasonable.
1: Well, if it's not free, I'm not using
2: it. $13 for somebody to run your own private server that you can get a bunch of people to play on, that costs a lot more in real life. Like uh, I can tell you later, but it's expensive otherwise. Yeah. So that's actually really good if it's only
0: $13. I remember when we were uh, storing all of the you know configuration files and everything for our server on uh, Google Drive, and then, you know, whenever I had to turn off my computer, I would just tell Sean and he would turn on the server on his computer mm-hmm. with the same files. It was ridiculous right. and stupid.
2: Mm-hmm. You're so much better than that now.
0: But it was free. Yeah, I just <laughs> I don't have a server now.
1: Right. <laughs> well, Sean just kind of destroyed the server because I don't think he did anything else. So
0: By destroyed, you mean created uh, way more stuff than I ever did because I had, like, a, I don't know, a stone house? That was about it? Yeah.
1: I mean... <clears throat> I don't think any of us, other than him, made anything too spectacular. I mean, I had my Sky Tower.
0: Yeah, the giant lightsaber, that was cool.
1: Yep. So, um, but other than
0: that, on the console side, uh, Minecraft will actually be coming to PS4, Xbox One, and Vita in August, and not the Oculus Rift. Well, no, it's it's already you can already play that on the PC. I know, the I'm, the I'm, Oculus I'm, Rift. I'm just
2: joking. What? Because, you know, he's, he's so angry sure that Facebook bought Oculus Rift and he hates them.
0: Oh, him. Right. He being Notch. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Wait, who
0: does Notch hate? No, Notch hates Facebook. Ah. He thinks they're
1: creepy.
2: I'm surprised you read it as Xbox One. I just saw x That's the
1: point. Yep. Mm. Always. Like, if he says it Xbox One, I have to, cor- I have to correct him to x
0: Well, you missed that. You missed an opportunity there.
1: No! <laughs>
0: I
2: brought I it back around for you. My-
0: and unfortunately, I don't think we're bringing them up again this episode, so... so...
1: So I missed my chance to give you Crossing Bones? Until
0: next week, I guess.
1: We'll have to wait to Cross Bones till next week. Okay. Are you
0: just making up for lost time here with the yes. innuendos? Of course you are. <laughs>
2: you got a long way to go. Right. Oh, hey, look, that's
0: me. Long. <laughs> and <Hold> hard. <laughs> and in
1: places you don't want it to be. Anyway, um... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> The Forest is a game that I that I know I've talked about a few times. It is, um, it's a horror survival game where you are survival of, uh, or a survivor of a plane crash, and you find yourself on an island that's full of various cannibals. And I don't know much of that currently, off the top of my head, but still looks interesting. And the game itself looks beautiful, which is, um, as Ian Buck pointed out, kind of surprising considering that it's in Unity. Um,
0: And not saying that the Unity engine is, like, an incapable engine, but it's not what you're used to seeing on Unity. We're used to seeing, like, web games on
1: Unity. It looks nearly realistic, and it looks absolutely beautiful. And you guys can go and check this out yourself. Um, The Forest on their blog gave us a GIF set to admire, so go and check it out, and go and experience the prettiness so the lead designer
0: on Civilization 4, he has announced uh, his next project. It's called Offworld Trading Company, and it'll be an RTS where money is your most powerful weapon. So, you know, you have to, like, keep an eye on the markets, decide what resources to exploit at what times, and, you know, hire pirates to harass the competition. Um, and there, there's going to be other ways that you'll try to, you know, win uh, in this space version of Monopoly. A prototype should be coming this fall. Um, no word exactly on when the final version of the game will be coming out. Um, they just said, you know, when it's done. So, that's pretty exciting.
1: Kind of. It sounds like they're ripping off another game that we know.
0: Um, Which one would that be?
1: Corporate Espionage.
0: Oh, uh, you mean Net Gain? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, this is... it's It's less about getting, you know, your your agents into another company and stuff like that. This is more about like exploiting the marketplace and, you know, um if if you know that, you know, your your one of your rivals only has like iron to sell, you can just flood the market with iron and drop the price of it and so then they won't be making much money anymore and if you have something else, you know, that you're making a profit off of then you're still fine. Stuff like that, you know. That's terrifying.
2: I also feel like the art direction is also pretty different. Like when you look at the their their website and just the art the concepts they have. Right. Um yeah. like this is not uh NetGain was pretty 2D, uh in a pretty uh old yeah. style way. This very, is, very text based. This is pretty um graphical. I mean it's it, it is, has prettiness. <laughs> yeah. I mean it looks nice, even just in pencil. Aren't we supposed to be in college and use like big words? No.
0: No. No, we don't get big words here. It's summer. I'm not doing the learning. But so he's I still don't...
2: doing the learning.
0: Well, well he, he ain't
2: me. <laughs> That's not what you said last week. Or two weeks ago. What was two weeks ago?
0: I don't know. Apparently oh, okay. you were
2: him. In the... okay. this, sounds
0: co- this sounds complicated.
1: It is. Hmm? That's what happens when you have two E. It's never it's... complicated. The disembodied voices return. Ooh. And now the disembodied voices. Yay. Bye,
0: disembodied voice. Goats. goats. Tell me about goats.
1: Goats. Goats? Goats, <laughs> my goops. Well... Uh, when you die, where do you expect to go? Uh, Hopefully heaven.
2: Not in a simulator. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's where we're at right now, right? Oh, is that, is that how it works? Okay. Yeah, I think so. We're, all we're like in life simulator. simulator. Well, I hope that when I um, die, I hope I go into recursion mode.
1: <laughs> um, well, okay, I should say this. Where do the Catholics believe that you will go when you die? When you are waiting to get into heaven? Purgatory. Purgatory. I know Yay! that from the Inferno. And you
0: know that Inferno. from Supernatural. The one following Inferno. Well, yes, but I don't remember what that one's titled. Purgatory. Oh. Fair enough. Clever.
1: <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so what does this have to do with video games, Ian? Um, Video games and goats. Don't forget that important part. So, um, Goat Simulator is supposedly set in Purgatory. There's been... Um, oh, let's see. There was... I don't know. Was it a study or just...
0: No no, this was literally the developer going like somebody asking them, Is this set in purgatory? And the developer going, Yeah, I'm surprised you guys didn't figure that out sooner.
1: Hmm. Well you're the one that put it up there, so that's why I just didn't quite know.
0: Right. Um but Like if you think about it, you know, they've got they've got the demon goat and they've got the angel goat and like apparently is it What? Yeah. Uh, I never discovered it either, which is why I you know one of the reasons that I never, like, even considered that. Um, And apparently they've, you know, like, placed different things throughout the world and in places where they're grouped together in a way that makes sense for purgatory. But, you know.
1: Okay, so you just... Apparently you just have to not do anything for five minutes.
0: And you'll become an angel? Yes.
1: (sighs) It says don't harm anybody or anything and then don't turn into the evil cult.
0: But that's impossible! That means that you have to, like, not be playing the game for
1: five minutes. You can step away for five minutes. Go make yourself a sandwich. You're skinny enough. No, eat. no, no.
0: If I walk away from a game and leave it running, then I'm skewing the numbers, and Steam will tell me that I've been playing the game for longer than I've been playing the game. So I always shut down a game when I'm like when I walk away from my computer. <sighs> I'm a little OCD. Not a little bit.
2: I'm the same way.
0: I you know whenever I'm visiting my own blog, I make sure that the setting is on that tells it to not count yeah. me as a visitor. So. Um,
2: Uh, This all started back when I played Final Fantasy X. (laughs) I uh, got the game, beat the story, but then when you beat the last boss, it returns you to the checkpoint right before so you can go and explore the world and stuff. And somehow I racked up like 800 hours on that one instance, and it's like, this is absurd. I did not play this game for 800 hours. Well, it turns out that even though you hit the pause button on the PS2... It still counts in game time. Because hmm. I, I, I didn't want to you know restart and log back in and do all the crap. So I just let it sit there for, like, weeks. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, ever since then, game's done, I'm done.
1: I wonder what other goats they have.
0: <laughs> so when you were a kid, where were the coolest birthday parties? At home. Water parks. Okay, then. Chuck E. Cheese's. Chuck E. Cheese's. Thank you, Ian. Only he had a childhood. <laughs> Um And, like, how how do you think Chuck E. Cheese's is staying relevant today? Because a lot of the, you know, the, they had, like, car- arcade games there. Um, You know, obviously, like, the physical Jungle Gym stuff that they had is still relevant. But, like, a lot of those arcade games are old and stupid. And, mm-hmm. you know, um kids aren't going to, you know, think they're really cool because they all have iPads to play on now, right? Right, yeah. Um, kids are stupid, then. So, Chuck E. Cheese's an- is planning on getting a bunch of Oculus Rift's to use in select stores, uh, select markets. Um, and like, I think that's a really cool idea because this is one of the few video gaming experiences that kids can't get at home right now. Mm-hmm. Very novel. And, you know, I, I don't, uh, they're developing games right now that are like, you know, like ticket grabbing simulators or something like that, which sounds kind of lame. I hope that they do something more interesting. Um, but yeah, like,
2: grab it without using your hands. Mouth? I was thinking toes, but okay. So, I don't know. I I feel like they, they need to have some uh, really good games if that's going to be what they're going to do. I also wonder how many units they'd have per store. Yeah. Per, per venue. Because if they only have one, then the poor the poor birth child will be the only one to play, and then <laughs> all of his friends will be the saddest person ever.
0: They get to look at them as they look around in this virtual world. And then
2: and- then one of the children who isn't playing with the Oculus Rift will throw pizza at the one who is. Ha <laughs> ha! Mm-hmm. That'll be disgusting. Oh. Aren't they worried about it breaking or something?
0: I'm sure the units are, you know, free. And Facebook's rich. For, um, I don't know. The, the I mean, I, I think free. they're just buying dev kits, you know. No, I don't think so. Are, uh, oh, but those aren't available anymore.
2: I, I don't I don't think so. I think this is Oculus reaching out to, to see what, what else they can do. Okay.
1: Yeah. Huh. Okay, so apparently you can... um, Back to Goat Simulator really quick, just for stupid things. Apparently there's also a robot goat and a space goat. Oh wow. Hmm.
0: I mean I discovered how to go to space, but I don't I have no idea how to become a space goat.
1: You have to find all thirty collectibles. Ugh.
2: How about a robot? How do you become a robot goat? Robot goat.
1: Oh, and the robot goat sorry. Um so there's okay, you there's an achievement that you have to get. It's called trying to bring forth Sanctum three. You have to bring all three sanctum items to the pentagram. So there's the robot that's in the crane thing. Then there's two Walker statues, one in the treehouse and then one in the brown house near your spawn. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I have no idea what items they're talking about, so... Oh, well.
1: Hmm. Hey, Ian, let's talk about Dota 2. Dota 2? Oh, I like... Well, I do like Dota 2. I haven't played it as much as I'd like, but I can talk about it a wee bit. Yeah. All right, so, uh, Dota 2. Their fourth annual international tournament is coming up. And in order to increase the prize pool, Val has been selling compendiums, which give you bonuses the more you interact with the tournament. In addition, they have stretch goals that will add things to the game the higher the prize pool gets. Initially, the goals went up to 6 million. They've already reached the, that goal and have added more stretch goals. I know Jesse Loudy was really excited when they got to the 6 million.
0: It was all so. over Facebook. <laughs> or he was, anyway. Uh, so let's see. There's.
1: Um, yeah,
0: because the, the $6 million prize was getting uh, customizable stuff for the turrets, e.g., hats. Yep and he was really excited about that for some reason because they're hats hats yes and dota 2 must supplant uh tf2 as the hat simulator
2: i don't like that it's called an acronym I'm just i just don't like it team fortress 2 no 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 dota 2
0: oh well yeah they don't even like they don't even like capitalize the official... it the way that the acronym should be capitalized right anymore. the official name is i believe just dota 2 dota now. 2 yep and it's unacceptable I'm not going to say Defense of the Ancients 2 every single time that I'm talking about this game. They should have made a better name then. They were making just a mod. Not my problem. For an RTS back in the day. Do you think that they were thinking, oh, this is going to make a new genre? You should
2: always think about you're making a new genre. That is your
0: goal in life. And as we know, though, computer science students should never be allowed to name things. Right.
1: (laughs) So. (laughs) Well, I mean, most of them are, what, lonely nerds? Yeah. Oh, thank
0: you. Thank you so much. But it's so accurate. I, I th- said most. I thought we had this conversation. We weren't going to generalize.
1: Oh. Well, I made a generalization. Then I was like, well, I mean, it's this. And then you made a generalization after that.
2: Well, I can testify that I've never played this horrible game, so I think I am immune.
0: <gasps> I played it long enough to get the two Steam trading cards
1: of for Of course you did.
2: And then I sold them because I don't <laughs> care about
0: the game. Uh huh. <laughs> so, talking about Steam. Steam in-home streaming is now officially available for everyone, not just people who like to get into betas.
2: Well, that's excellent. Yeah. Yay. I went back and read your, your review that you did with uh Declan's computer. Yep. And uh I thought I should try it sometime.
0: Yeah, I the the real test is going to be can I do it at my parents' house, Over you know, with our uh pretty basic router and the terrible desktop downstairs. Uh, The one that's running an Athlon 2 something and, and, you know, 2 gigs of RAM. Did they say
2: what requirements there were?
0: Um, I I think they're pretty minimal requirements. Mm. Like, you just kind of have to be able to decode whatever is being streamed to it. Like,
2: I feel like the router won't be the bottleneck.
0: I hope it's not. Well, yeah.
2: Because I honestly doubt that whatever video they're sending back to you will be even enough to saturate a 100 base teeth.
0: Hopefully. Well, and if you have, like, a really weird router, like ours sometimes cuts out particular devices, you know, if you have too many devices on at once, um, that would be definitely an issue. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll report back next week.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a try. I have a bunch of computers here. Yeah. As,
0: yeah, you do. As we established during the Fringe. So many
1: computers. I have What? Sorry, I'm looking at. Um, holy crap! This guy does a lot. Like he does a lot of crap. At,
2: I just like hearing your reactions and having no idea what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, it's pretty great on a, in an audio format, not knowing what you're talking about.
1: Well, you'll you'll find out about what I'm talking about a little bit later. So right now, just know that I say holy crap. Okay, okay. you'll have to remind us later. Know.
2: The crap is holy. Well, Got it.
1: You'll you'll have to remind
0: us later. You know that you're talking about you the my holy, holy ca- crap. Five
1: minutes later. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> However, for the meantime, you'll have to settle for Metro news. So, Metro 2033 and Metro Last Light are getting remastered versions that will be released together as Metro Redo 2033. Oh, sorry, Metro Redo. There's a period there. 2033 is getting rebuilt in the engine of Last Light, which gives it a bunch of graphical improvements and a few gameplay tweaks as well. Last Light is mainly getting gameplay changes, like the ability to check your watch and inventory. Redo will also come with all of the DLCs.
0: Is it really pronounced redo? Do we think that this is like a French thing? Because I would, look, well, at the,
1: I mean, I would okay. look at
0: that and say redux. Because I'm American.
1: Yeah. What, what do you think? Um, I don't care. Let's see. Numbers, number five thing for the search for redo. Like,
2: how would you say light in French? What? How would you say light in French?
0: I don't know. Like legit. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> One sec.
0: It's whatever. Doesn't matter.
1: No, no, no. Open up YouTube. Oh, my goodness.
0: Hold on, finding the cursor. There's the YouTube.
1: Tell me when you're ready. Ready. Redux. Redux. Redux.
0: This, that's an amazing channel. Just pronunciation guides for random words. Is that it looks all? Like- wow, that's. Somebody, somebody had a great idea there.
2: Yeah, and, and for no reason, because you can just Google any word and just get a pronunciation guide. Shh,
0: but this is real humans. Yeah. It's got the human touch.
2: I like my fake humans. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even the Merriam-Webster
1: dictionary is saying redux. Ha. Huh. America! Fine. You witness one. Damn it, America. Soviets do better next time. Speaking of Soviets, actually,
0: um, when I was making my Twitch account, funny story. I, I, so I'm going through all the settings, you know, and everything, making sure that everything's the way I want it. Um, and I go back to the first page and suddenly I, I see that the time zone option says US and then it has a bunch of Russian text. And I was like, w- what? How did this happen? This doesn't make any sense. Like nothing else is in Russian. My language settings are still in English. Like I couldn't figure it out. So I took a screenshot of it and asked my, one of my professors who's from Russia, like, is this does this actually say something like comprehensible or is this gibberish and she's like oh no it's a, it says uh that it wants you to be in the central time zone and I'm like okay that's what i said it says okay.
2: and where was and that that was on twitch huh that's interesting <clears throat> yeah
0: getting hacked on day 1 huh maybe hmm. they're going to get a lot out of that account
2: yeah mm
1: mm-hmm. mhm mhm
0: so samsung they're doing interesting things what are they doing i feel i feel like you should talk about this cuz i don't know anything about it you okay, should tell me cool. first uh so Samsung, they, you know how they like to test the waters by like coming out with weird, weird products. Um, you know, and then seeing if they flop or if they, you know, do really well. So like the, the note series was one of those that succeeded. Mm -hmm. Um, that right now they're, it sounds like they're going to be doing this with virtual reality. So their, their virtual reality headset will only be compatible with Samsung phones and tablets, kind of like, you know, their gear stuff. Of course. Um, yeah, cause they gotta have a closed system, even that doesn't make sense, whatever. Um, and th- obviously we're going to be needing more powerful devices than we have right now in order to power this thing effectively. Um, and it sounds like they're planning on coming out with it before Oculus or Sony can come out with theirs, and they're going to try to sell cheaper than both of them. Um, and I mean, you know, that's a great strategy and all, but I don't know how well they're going to be able to pull that off.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Samsung's a really weird company to be doing this. I think.
2: Um, you know, it really depends on if it's good. Like, if it's good, it will work just fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also depends on what kind of ecosystem they want to build around it. If they are, you know, making it for, you know, they make utilities not only phones like they make fridges they make stoves they make washing machines they make other products
0: so i can make a virtual reality thing that's compatible with my washing machine
2: well i mean what i'm saying is they make utilities in addition to consumer hardware so for instance if they sell it to businesses that are in like um stock manipulation or something they could you know you could wear a helmet to see hundreds of stocks floating across your vision i don't know there's more than just simple let's play a game kind of uses
0: there are other uses I think they're kind of limiting themselves by making it only compatible with their phones and tablets, though, because you know then you're you're inherently limited on how much power you're going to have. Also, who wants to have a virtual reality thing strapped to their head while they're out and about?
2: Well, it doesn't you matter know. in any case because any UI that's going to be on their new device will be TouchWiz, and could be
1: augmented reality that they're shooting for. Maybe wait, what? They could maybe also do a version where. It's an augmented reality thing. It's supposed to just be our stuff with there. Yeah, but if they meant
0: uh, a, you know, augmented reality, I feel like they would say that.
1: Yeah, there's a big difference.
0: They they did say virtual reality. I
2: mean, have we... Yeah, I guess you can see what it looks like. That's not...
0: No, that that's a different product okay, that they're saying. It's
2: going to be similar to this. Yeah, sure it is. Until we can see it, it's pointless. Yeah. I feel like if they don't... Uh, yeah, there's. I doubt it. Hmm.
1: I don't know. We'll see. It's another thing to keep an eye on. Except that I don't it's have some things. things. Just pull it out of our head and stick it on there for a little while. <laughs> <clears throat> Alright, so... uh, Oh, shoot. What was that that I... Oh, that's right. Holy craps. Right, are you ready for our holy craps? Yes. Crap it on me. Oh, God. That sounded terrible. <laughs> We're not doing two guys one cup. I on, think <laughs> 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 I just made I everyone in that room uncomfortable. So what are you Could holy you? crapping about? So i I'm, my, my crapping is becoming holy because, uh, we just found out who a few of the middle or shadow of Mordor's voice actors are. Um, <clears throat> Troy Baker voices Talion, who's the protagonist, and Nolan North voices Black Hand, who's the nemesis. Um, and the of soundtrack course, soundtrack is by Gary Scheiman, who did all three Bioshock games.
0: Yeah, and of course we know, um, Troy Baker from Bioshock Infinite and from uh the last of us he was Joel, yeah. and oh. he was the the younger joker in batman arkham origins um god i mean he he's basically my favorite new my well my new favorite voice actor mm-hmm.
1: um he was in darksiders um as well uh he's been in a bunch of anime things he's been in naruto get, or english series thing. yeah um what about the know? other guy
0: uh, well, Nolan North has been around for a really long time. Like, he is, he's Nathan Drake from Uncharted. He mm-hmm. was Desmond Miles in, uh, all of the Assassin's Creed's. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, he's been around. Like, he was the go-to, if you're think if you recognize this voice in a video game, it's probably Nolan North.
2: Okay. So is this Middle Earth game supposed to be, like, a big deal?
0: Yeah. It's the, the one that when it was announced, people were like, man, this looks just like Assassin's Creed. And then somebody was, like, literally accusing them of lifting code from Assassin's Creed 2. Um, well, and then. it's it looks really good. And this is this is the thing that's gotten me like really really excited about it is composer and really great voice actors.
1: <sighs> yeah, no. I'm that that sounds cool. That's why that hence the holy crapping.
0: Mhm. You want to know what I was holy crapping about uh this week? So we the, found out The
1: holy happening.
0: That oh my god, no more unerspisms. spisms.
1: <laughs> All the unerspisms.
0: spisms. So, um a, we found out that there's going to be more new Star Wars movies coming out, not just, you know, the the trilogy, the 7, 8, and 9. They're going to be coming out with, uh you know, individual movies that have... I mean, they don't have nothing to do with the saga, but they're going to be separate from, like, you know, the main saga. Um, And the first one of these is going to be written by Gary Whitta, who is a former editor-in-chief at PC Gamer. Um, He was on the team that wrote the first season of The Walking Dead, the, the Telltale game. Um, he wrote The Book of Eli, the screenplay for that. Mm-hmm. He's, he's been around. He's been doing uh, a lot of writing stuff that I appreciate. So I'm yeah. really excited for that movie. And then um, it'll also be directed by the guy who directed the most recent Godzilla movie, but I don't care about him.
1: Nice. <laughs> well, I mean, it had 100% less Matthew Broderick. So <laughs> Wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. Are we really hating on Matthew Broderick?
1: No, I'm not going to hate him. Okay, on good. I know my, my, much of the world doesn't really care for Matthew Broderick, but I enjoy Matthew Broderick still.
0: You know, that um, neither of the American Godzilla movies were really very good. Mm-hmm. Oh, well.
2: I think that's just a problem with Godzilla in general.
0: You know, if they had had, like, more monster fighting and mm-hmm. less of these, like, I don't care about this human story, okay. it would have been right. better. Mm-hmm. It took them about three-quarters of the movie to actually get to the point where Godzilla was fighting any other monsters. Right. It was unfortunate.
1: Well, you know... And you know what was, actually, with the new Godzilla movie, movie, the most interesting thing, the most kind of surprising thing that happened to me, well, not that it happened to me, but that I have noticed, mm-hmm. that supposedly the Japanese filmmakers have been um, fat-shaming the new Godzilla. What do you mean by that? Like, they've been saying that he's too fat. Oh. Well, he got yeah.
2: to a lot to eat last time he was in Japan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, they're kind of small. They're snack size. <clears throat> Okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Speaking of monsters... Mm-hmm. Speaking of monsters, yeah. Though We're not talking about monsters, we're talking about the humans for this one. Um, <clears throat> so, the game that I am probably the most excited for this year, and I'm going to be seeing if I can... Well, it's out for uh, pre-purchase already. Um, yeah, I saw you take a double take there. Um, Evolve, uh, where it's the the asymmetrical... Co op play where it's four people who play as human hunters that are trying to track down and kill one person who's playing as a monster. Um, so we had seen four classes originally, uh, which were Markov, um, who play, who was an assault class, Griffin, who was a trapper class, Val, who was a medic class, and Hank, who was a support class. Um, those were the original four classes. They all looked like they were relatively well in tandem. Um, and now they've actually announced four new human classes. There's, let's see, there's Hyde, who's a soldier who, um, let's see, his two weapons are a minigun and a flamethrower Flamethrower that do a Those lot Those flamethrowers. Flamethrowers. <laughs> are strange. you going to throw them flames? Redux. 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 All right. Um, so, uh, but the trade-off, so he has the heaviest damage so far out of any of the characters in the game other than the monster, of course. But the trade-off is that um, he also has the shortest range out of any character. So that means that to counterplay him, you're going to have to have someone who's um, longer Supporting range you than... pretty hard, yeah. Yeah. Let's see, there's a new trapper class called Maggie. Um, she has a bunch of... Okay, so the original one um, had... Or the original trapper class had harpoons that would be fired at the monster, and that would slow it down. Uh, Maggie has traps instead that can be lobbed throughout the environment. And then, so these things have, um, again, like harpoons, but they can also do things that slow the monsters down, like energy tethers. Um, so she's great for making, um, essentially setting up traps in places to possibly lure the monster to and then make it immobilized and have the tra- uh, trappers just kind of go nuts at it. Let's see, there's a new medic um, who is supposedly actually... Uh, he's sort of the foil of the first medic. So the first medic had sort of like in TF to a heal gun where you could run behind people and continuously heal them. Um, I love the concept of a heal gun. <laughs> it's just perfect.
2: Oh, you know, yep. we have those in Guild Wars.
0: Right. I thought you were going to say something about real life. No. I was kind of disappointed.
2: Yeah, sorry. Matt doesn't improve, approve of healing.
0: In real life? Yeah. Ah, I see.
1: Just, mm-hmm. Oh, well. Um, however... In a different, er, so instead of keeping people alive, as his name suggests, he resurrects them from the dead. Um, So he has something called the Lazarus device. Um, And as I said, he can bring them back from the dead, which. Shepherd! Shepherd. Um, Which means that if, yeah, your guys go down, he can go and revive them quick, as opposed to having to wait for the timer go down. And, yeah. Um, Let's see, he also has two tools that keep him out of harm's way. Uh, he has a silent sniper rifle. And then he also has an invisibility cloak. Wow. Well, Those sound very kinda, useful together. Yeah. So he's very much so a hang back, don't get in the fray thing. Um, but if you need to, you can sneak in and then revive your allies, which means he's also going to be the number one target for the monster so that their allies don't get revived. Mm. Um, and then there's also something called Bucket, which is a robot. Um, his special thing is that his head detaches from his body and can be used as, like, an aerial drone. It lets you go scan places, lets you wander around um, probably a little bit faster, and if it sees the monster, it will alert the rest of the team to where your head is. However, that also means that he's very vulnerable um, during that stage. The
0: the head is vulnerable, or the, your body, the body is vulnerable?
1: Oh, okay. Because the head detaches from the body, and so you control the head, but the body can still be ambushed. and.
0: Oh, and the, does the body just stand there in the same place kind of thing? or? Yes. Duh.
1: Um, however, he's also useful in combat. Let's see, he has laser-guided missile launchers as well as flying sentry guns. <laughs> um, so yeah, those are the four new classes. Thankfully, it also, kind of surprisingly, it looks like it's really very balanced um, because they've, in internal playtesting, they're getting close to a 50-50 split between hunter and monster wins. Oh, wow. Which is going to be really difficult to keep up with the asymmetrical playstyle because as they come out with more... Um, oh, are they?
0: Are they planning on coming out with a lot of post-launch content and stuff? huh
1: I'd be surprised if they didn't. But I know at the very least they will be announcing more as we lead up to
0: their release. Right, because so far they've only told us about one of the types of monsters, right? Yep. And and there's definitely going to be more than that. Yes. That would be boring. Yes. Um,
1: and as I said, it'll be uh, coming up to its release date, which has also been announced. Um, and that's going to be October twenty-first.
0: Fall of 2014, everybody. It's going to be crazy.
1: It's going to be good. I'm going to go monster. and Well, no, I can't necessarily Leroy Jenkins. I have to run around and dodge as best I can and evolve, get strong, and then I can Leroy Jenkins.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, you don't really have uh, the rest of your guild to screw over when you're the monster by Leroy Jenkinsing.
1: Exactly. Mm -hmm. I still Leroy Jenkins' best.
0: Pendleton Ward, he's, uh, the, you know, the creator of Adventure Time and, uh, Bravest Warriors. And he's, the, the first game project that I know of, of his was, uh, Little Pink Best Buds, part of the Amnesia Fortnite. Um, man, greatest game of all time. (laughs) Very, very creepy. Um, he's, he's doing another sort of game project right now. (laughs) This one's a little bit less strange. Um, essentially he's running a choose your own adventure game on Twitter. So he, he draws a panel, uh, and then the community responds, you know, with like, okay, what, do, what do we want to do next? Um, and then he, you know, we'll draw the next panel, et cetera, get another command. Um, I'm not sure if it's like the kind of thing where the community like votes on it and the, you know, the thing that has the most people saying it wins, or if he just like picks at random a reply tweet and does that thing. Um, Kind of sounds like Twitch plays Pokemon almost. Mm. But on I think he gets to yeah. pick and
1: choose which ones that he's doing. So
0: Twitter plays Pendleton Ward? Yeah. There you go. That doesn't sound nearly as good, though. I don't know. Anything playing Pendleton Ward sounds great. He's got a really weird mind. Guess so. But it's great.
1: Yep. So, so far, you wake up in a dungeon cell. What do you do? The next one is you check toilet, and you find a rat in the toilet. Then you poot loudly. <laughs> Then you, I do nothing. Clearly, I'm there for a reason. Then you talk to the guard. Then you kiss rat. Then, hold on, i got to run some errands. <laughs> then you, all right, presses on pause. Then you grab key. You grab its tail. I, it looks like there's a rat. Wait, it says no. Yeah, you know so that I think that's about
0: as far as they've gotten so far. They, Yeah, they tried to feed a key to a rat, and it was just like, no. That
1: rat so. is very smart. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. Uh, turn around. Open the tank cover of the toilet. Use leg to get key. Pick up the note. Feed paper to the rat. Place rodent in the tank. Uh, then hold on. Gotta do some laundry and take a shower. Pause. Um, unpause. Take snake out of the toilet. Place snake in tank. Put lid back on toilet. And then I'm falling asleep. Quest attack will continue when I wake up. And then unpause. Put key in hand. Use key on toilet. Wear key as a ring. Take that thing out of the toilet. Um... Unpause. Take dagger from toilet. Talk to thing. Shake thing. Give thing a name. It is now named Chewy. You release Chewie.
0: <laughs> we need to make sure that Mike knows about this. Right. Yes, the that, that's, monster, that's pretty the, funny. Because Mike course, is named Chewy. Yeah,
1: I know. Yep. Then you apologize to the car. Then you show the key to the guard. Then you feed the Chewie the key. <laughs> and that's where it is right now. So do you know where we're at right now? Um looks like I'm talking about the first gameplay. Yeah! Of Sony's The Order, 1886, and it'll be a third-person cover-based shooter. And it's a YouTube video, so do we want to watch this YouTube video? Yeah, we do. I gotta... Him. Cover me! The ground! Bring down suppressor fire! All clear! Bring him inside! <laughs> Take his arms. Gently, Monsieur. I have him. Ready? We are the pin Let's down. Let's him! They're bringing reinforcements! Uh, sitting ducks out here! <laughs> We're clear.
2: Move in. The Go. come
1: oh. oh. me with that bookcase. That went well. Galahad, find us a way out of here. Working on it. How bad is it? The punctured lung, I think. Another bullet through the stomach. Well, that looks intense and cool and good.
0: <clears throat> yeah, this and is pretty that was one of the uh the announcements at last year's E3 that I was really excited about.
1: I can see why.
0: Because it looks like it, you know it's a shooter, but it looks like it's going to feel really different from most shooters. Um, especially the fact that you know the weapons are are much older and you know aren't going to they sound a lot different. Looks like they are going to have a much different you know fire pattern. You know they they're not going to shoot as fast and they probably except for the laser rifle. Yeah, that's um, not expected for eighteen
1: eighty six. No, hmm. nor is the cell that you can drink that patches up your wounds immediately.
0: Right, yeah. There, I mean, there are a few uh, kind of supernatural things going on, it looks like, because I, I think you're part of uh, some order that is trying to prevent... I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to go with vampires. I'm going to throw that out there. I actually have no idea.
1: <clears throat> well, vampires are the usual culprit, right?
0: Yeah. Well, we'll just blame them on all of our problems. World hunger? Vampires.
1: Pretty Seems
0: much. reasonable.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Vampires might be able to cure world hunger. <clears throat> Let's not ask them to. So, well, so long as me and not the ones, well, not everybody.
0: Yeah, no, um, now we're getting into really, uh, fishy territory. So, Lucas Pope, he's the creator of Papers Please, which was a huge, like, surprise game last year that everybody loved and got a bunch of awards. Um, he's announced his next game, which is called Return to Obra In- Din, or Return of the Obra Din, sorry. Um, it's, the story behind it is that there was a merchant ship called the Oberdin that was lost at sea in 1802, but then suddenly it just shows up in port in 1808 with no visible tr- crew and like the, the sails are kind of tattered. And, um, as an insurance adjuster for the East, East India Trading Company, you have to get onto the ship and collect the logbook for assessment. Um, and, you know, it's, I think it's going to be, you know, you're, you, uh, trying to figure out what happened on this ship. And it looks like it's going to have the kind of um, two-bit aesthetic that that uh, Papers, Please had, you know, where everything's kind of uh, either black or white um, or, you know, shades of gray in between. Um, gosh. It,
1: How many shades of gray? Fifty of them.
0: <laughs> I'm picking up what you're laying down. You know, the only line from that movie that I know is, you get an A in that.
2: Have you re- Read it. There was it a movie any of it? the Readings that have been done, like George Decay did a reading of... No, Shades of Grey. I have
0: not. It's hilarious. I don't have time.
2: The voice of Iago does it as well. Oh my god.
0: In the voice of Iago? Like, not in his yeah. normal speaking voice? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Gilbert Gottfried. That sounds great.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh my goodness, look at that. What have I been re- doing this week? Uh, so, I played The Walking Dead... Episode three, cause that came out, um, actually, I think that came out a week and a half ago, um, then I finally got around to playing it. That was, oh man, that was, they're all hard episodes to get through emotionally, but this one, this one especially, um, I did like it that, oh, uh, so Clementine, you know, up until now, they've kind of been limiting what she can do because obviously she's a 10 year old girl, right? I, actually, I think she's 11 now. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, they've, they've been coming up with ways for you to influence this, the plot of the story without, like, making it seem like Clementine is, you know, the, the character who has the most agency here. Um, and now they're, they're, they've kind of given up on that, I think. And in episode three, you do a bunch of stuff to help out the group. And, you know, even one of the characters is like, why are we sending Clementine to do all this stuff? And they're like, no, she's the only one who can do it. She's small, you know, she sneaks around, et cetera, et cetera. Um, giving a bunch of kind of BS answers, I think. That's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I, I was kind of getting tired of not being able to, you know, rely on myself to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, it's nice to see Clementine actually getting to do, get, you know, to her full potential. Right. Um, it's but it it also kind of presents the problem of i in in the first season, I tried to shelter Clementine from a lot of these kinds of things mm-hmm. you know and make sure that she she wasn't going to have to like uh do you know do any killing at all or see that kind of thing um and now I'm faced with like, well, do I have Clementine do it, or do I risk like you know something really bad happening because of my own indecision right um so you know i I think that's a fair choice to make it yeah. It, it's it's emotionally difficult. Um, there. Oh man.
1: I forget. Did you teach her how to shoot in the first? I did. I work? did
0: because I thought that that was probably probably pretty important. Yeah. Well, a little bit. A little. Um. So you remember I'm how? To it, don't spoil anything for me? Please. I'm not. I'm, I'm trying not to. Um. So one of the things that I've kind of been puzzled about in Season 2 is, you know, they they had the 400 Days DLC for Season 1. That was supposed to kind of bridge the gap between the two seasons. And we hadn't seen, like, most of the characters from that in Season 2. Now I have seen all of them, I'm pretty sure. But they were still, like, really minor roles. Um And, I mean, they'd better start using those characters more because I paid $5 for that DLC, and I want it to matter, you know, the choices that I made in there. It doesn't matter. It, it all matters, Ryan. It birthday matters to gift. me. Bur- birthday oh yeah. Yeah. That's a good birthday gift. <laughs> Almost as good as a three DS. Almost. <laughs> um also the the kind of the structure of the this episode, the story structure was way different than what I what most of the episodes were. Um like their ending had was so conclusive that it could have been the end of the so- season, and I'm not sure where they're going to go next, aside from you know the continuing problem of just surviving in a zombie apocalypse. But I'm sure I'm sure that they know what they're doing. Yeah, it was it was kind of a weird it was kind of a weird episode, but I really liked it.
2: So was the uh, length about the same?
0: Yeah, it was about two hours long. Okay, yep, that's pretty good. I felt pretty bad about some of the things that I did, but that's not new. So are you gonna play again to do the recording
2: thing? No, I'm <laughs> with that. Have you been, given that up now? I kind of have. Good, good, yeah. good. Especially what? since
0: I don't have bandwidth to upload things with. We're right. Yeah. The, remember Game Cinema when I was trying to record and, you know... Uh, That's hard. Make, ...make The Walking Dead into, you know, a serialized, like, thing... With the, other people do that. I well, don't I don't need to do not that. Not
2: to mention the point of it being the way it is, is so that it doesn't have to be serialized into that one particular set.
0: Right. 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 Well, yeah, and the reason that I started with The Walking Dead was because it was going to be so damn easy, and I wasn't going to have to do much editing at all. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, now that I don't have, like, good editing software because uh, Lightworks has gone down the toilet. Oh, man, isn't that the worst? It, I hate it.
2: Yeah. So I, I actually... Um, Wanted to try my hand at that too. And it turns out uh Premier Elements is also the worst. Mm. So yeah. That, that's Adobe's one, right? Yeah, it is yeah. Adobe's one. So none of those options are really good.
0: Turns out we're mm-hmm. gonna have to go to OS X and get like Apple whatever.
2: Yeah, I don't think any one Final of cut? us here is going to be doing that. No. I mean no. Mm. No. You could get a trash can. I hear there's uh, a nice. You, you you give me the three thousand bucks for it, I'll be getting it and right. I'll edit your videos for you. <laughs>
0: That sounds like a deal, actually. Okay. So, Ryan, what have you been playing? So,
2: I've been playing Transistor. hear about that game? Yeah,
0: I got it, too. Oh, wow. I've been playing it. Oh. Oh.
2: Yeah, it, uh, I think we talked about it here on the show two weeks ago, and then it came out earlier this week. And, yep. uh, you know,
0: it turns out it's a pretty good game. It is. Mm-hmm. What did you think of it As as somebody who doesn't play games isn't isn't ingrained in this like well i'm playing a game i have to analyze it you know 24 seven.
2: uh i don't know who you're talking about because i play journey i play final fantasy games i play guild wars and all of those games fulfill very different roles Mm. in the gaming genres of course i've played halo i've played um unreal tournament i've played games i I know enough about the gaming idea i listen to the show right so i've heard about a game or two uh it's it's good it's uh a game the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you want me to talk about some of the specific systems in the yes, game? Yes, you, you and talk okay. about it and I'll yell at you for being Okay,
0: cool. So, um, if you've played Bastion, you'll see a lot of things in this game that are similar, but a lot of things that are different. Um So, the art style, that's going to be pretty similar. It's, you know, very mm-hmm. kind of hand-painted, very colorful, Um, but this one's kind of more of a noir feel than Bastion was. Bastion was very bright, very colorful. Um both of them are isometric, you know, top-down um, kind of twin-stick shooters. Well, not shooters, but you know, twin-stick um, adventure games. Um, but in in Bastion, it was all you know, real time. Um, and in Transistor, it is real time. But the most effective way for you to do your combat is anytime that you can use the turn ability, which pauses the world and allows you to. Plan out you know where you're going to run, what moves you're going to do you know um et cetera et cetera, for the next few seconds um you know then you hit unpause and she does all of those things she does them like almost immediately, so everybody else is you know still basically unmoving, and she just you know gets gets, you know, some free time to attack them. Right. Basically. So I,
2: I don't know what the speed up rate is, but so while you, It's well, pretty significant. Yeah, it is pretty significant. Like, it's maybe 10 to 1, so mm-hmm. you get 10 seconds of time for every one second that passes. Yeah. It's pretty fast. It's great. It's
1: um, a lot like um, Dragon Age, where you can pause it, select moves for what you want to do, then unpause it.
0: Right, but in Dragon Age, once you unpause it, the enemies continue doing what they were doing as well. Once you when, when you when you ter- pause the game in transistor you have like a certain you have like a meter of how much stuff you get to do and then once you've you know decided on all of the moves that you want to do within that meter um you you unpause the game and she does all of those things and everybody else is basically standing still during oh that time
2: yeah well so they, they do move like things are still happening in real yeah. time but like i said it's 10 to 1 so for every 10 units of time that happen in the real world uh you are sped up a
0: lot more Mm -hmm. for that um and so you're you're playing a lot with like okay i want to run over there so that i can get that angle on on this shot so that i can hit like two or three enemies at once Mm -hmm. rather than just one you know stuff like that and that wouldn't work if the enemies continued to move after you on pause in real time yeah yeah um Also, the, the upgrade system is pretty different from Bastion, but it take, it takes some, uh, some ideas from it. So, in Bastion, you, you could have up to two weapons with you at any time. Um, and, you know, you, you upgraded all of those weapons individually. Um, and because of that, I kind of found, like, kind of two loadouts that I really liked. You know, I would, I don't remember what they were. You know, I would either be like, I like the spear, and the hammer together, you know, and then I would upgrade those two and use them together for a really long time. Um, in transistor, you get, um, so all of the different abilities that you get can be used in three ways. They can either be, you know, um, a main ability. So say, say, um, I have this, um, what's the one that brings him to your side? Get. Um, get. No, wait, to your side, to your team? Yeah, to your team. Uh, okay. Fun. I don't know. The, there's, there's one that has a pink heart and, you yeah. know, uh, when, you, one. yeah. So if you have that equipped as, you know, a main ability, whenever you're using that ability, if you hit somebody with that, then they'll come to your team. Um, hmm. but you can also equip that as an upgrade to a different ability. So say you have, you know, like breach, um, which is, uh, you know, knocks them or, yeah, breach is the one that, yeah, it's long range knockback. Yep. Yep. Um, so I can uh, equip, the pink heart one as an upgrade to breach and now breach, in addition to doing the damage that it did before, it will also make them be on my team for a few seconds. Huh. And then, also, uh, the pink heart one has another ability that it will give you if you equip it as your passive. Yeah. Hmm. So, like, immediately, as soon as, like, as soon as I leveled up once, it gives you, you know, the, the choice of which two, uh, which of two different abilities you can get um, and use, and so already you have, like, you only have three abilities at that time, but there are innumerable different combinations, different ways that you can equip these that makes the, like, there's just an insane amount of variation that you can have. Pretty sure you can enumerate them. Well, yeah, but it's insane.
2: It is pretty, pretty diverse, even though there's only 16 abilities in the game, Mm -hmm. uh, or functions, but, uh... You know, cuz
0: this is a very computer science based game and there are a lot of those kinds of jokes. Yeah,
2: there's it's it, yeah, it's there's a lot of puns and allusions to computer e-terms, empty set. Uh, yeah, because that it's was it's closed for good. Yeah, it's closed for good, all right. <laughs> so, I, I wrote about this game and um so it's great. Let's just go with that. And now let's talk about what's wrong with it. Oh boy. Um I, I
0: what do you think about the story? Um so I haven't gotten to the end yet. I just defeated the spine. Don't you play games? Like isn't that your job? right but i well no mostly my job is finding gaming news at this point um yeah it's kind of sad i i've been going through it at a at a, at a decent pace for me i've spent yeah i I've think i've played this game 3 times I've, and the
2: time you've not even completed it i
0: think i've spent like 5 or 6 hours in it
2: okay yeah. fine well, I won't spoil anything, but here's what I will do. So if you watch the launch trailer, and we did a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. you are presented the camarada, which is the main group of villains, and sort Chinese. of, more or less. But, mm-hmm. so the problem is. It's in all the, dystopian anyway, in, so. In the launch trailer, you're presented with these four villains, and you're told that they know you, and for some reason they mugged your sword, who was a human, now it turned into a sword and they're after you unless you go after them first. So that sets up the usual and traditional, okay, we're going to beat each lieutenant of this organization in order, mm-hmm. and they're going to reveal their secrets, we're going to beat it out of them, and then we're going to confront the final boss, the big one, Grant, and he's going to tell us why he did this, and we'll all be happy after. Well, that's not what Yay. happens, oh. unfortunately, and I think that would have been a way better story. You're not going to spoil this, for you? Uh, no, okay, I'm not. Good, good. Because... You would have actually gotten to know why the Comrade existed, what organization they were, who they were in the society that you know literally nothing about. Numerous times in the game, you're presented with a skyscape of, like, the whole city. You don't know what's over there. Oh, the city, it's a wonderful place to live, but not, who knows if it really is. Yeah.
0: A lot of the story of this world is presented actually through the functions that you get. Yeah, and I read is, them all and they're still useless. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, I I've played the game three times.
0: So I I've, yeah, I've had time. I got that. Yeah, they're all open. That that was one of the only reasons that I uh w- really was experimenting with different mm-hmm, loadouts yep. was because you only yeah. get the story for each of the people that this functions represents by equipping them as, you know, a a main attack, as an upgrade and as and a okay. passive.
2: And even, now, Ian says story, of course, but he means paragraph. Um, unfortunately, pretty much all knowledge is given to you in three paragraphs. And it's not nearly enough. There really should have been way more VAs, way more noise being directed at me in terms of story. There wasn't. So uh, my story score was only 6 out of 10. Mm. Because at the end, they did pull enough of it together to make it worthwhile. But the story needed way more characterization and way more, oh, I don't know, story
0: yeah I think Bastion also kind of started off with the you you basically know nothing about what's going on right um and then but over time they really gave you a sense of. What's going on? And it it made the the final couple of choices in mm-hmm. the game feel pretty meaningful. Do we have do we have choices in Transistor? At all? Oh, you know, let me let me
2: talk to you about choices. Oh boy. No. So did you, you really get? Don't give you choices. No. Well, okay. So there are choices, and then there are choices of story deviation. Yeah. And so the only choice in the game, as far as I know, and you know, I played three times, is you get to order a pizza or yeah, not order that. a pizza. Like, you can walk up to the, so the first time you, you're gonna go to every terminal, the in-game lore device, uh, you'll go up to every terminal, cause you're just enthralled to do so. Yes. But, if you play it the second time, you might think, well, maybe if I don't talk to this terminal, maybe something will happen differently. Well, I tried that in my third playthrough. Nothing changed. You still get a pizza. What? You still get a pizza. What? <laughs> you still get a pizza. That doesn't make sense! Recursion mode, three times. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so. Break. What? bretsey C. C.
2: whatever (laughs)
0: there's there's no break it's breach what no 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 i'm talking to get out of the recursion
2: okay that that break doesn't do that either no wait what is it return i suppose yeah return with no other function call anyway so the choices in the game they don't exist i tried to make the game actually change so that's cool so let's talk about the next thing which is lore delivery the terminals are cool, in theory. Uh, again, paragraph syndrome. Why tell me when they can just write it on the screen? It's a huge shame that there wasn't, like, I don't know, more talking? Yeah, you know, he does that. Um, So that was fun. I guess Sea uh, Monster's always the choice. Sea Monster, what? Uh, the pizza that you order. Sea Monster's oh, always the choice. Right. I played the game three times. It's always what Transistor says. It's a shame. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you eat Sea Monster? or It's the f- topping that's on the pizza.
0: Uh, they would have to pay right. the voice actor more to save other options. I'll talk about that later. So, <laughs> like a Kraken? Or... We, we, you don't know,
2: because the pizza is always the same when you get it. Like, it always looks the same. Like, mm-hmm. the toppings physically don't change. So, um, Ian covered gameplay very well. Um, the gameplay is great. There's uh, numerable choices, but the choices that are enumerated are quite large. Uh, talk about the limiter system, because I thought that was pretty interesting. Li-
0: ah, yes. So, this is the, kind of similar to the the temples and the the invoking gods in bastion um basically limiters are ways that make the game harder but in return you get uh, a little percentage boost on uh how much you know you level up give for for per battle, for, for battle yeah. yeah um i've been man i i've activated a bunch of them that like make the like make more cells appear when mm-hmm. uh when Something uh, dies. When something dies, yeah. gives them shields, mm-hmm. so that makes them, uh, you know, recharge faster or respawn faster. Right. And I, at first I was like, oh yeah, collecting cells is really easy. This is not going to be any problem. But when you compound those, it's he- really hard. Yeah. So I, um,
2: I don't like playing games, so I didn't really turn any limiters on. I did two for a while and then I got, it got hard, so I mm-hmm. turned them off. In, in, in successful playthroughs, though, after you've unlocked all 16 skills three times, it's actually not that much more work. You know, probably, because yeah. you're so overpowered, you know, it turns out to be just fine. Right. But I love How the... is that new, new Game Plus mode? Cause... Well, we'll get there. Okay. So I love the idea of using limiters as a user-player choice in-game. You can turn something on to be harder or turn something off to be easier per battle. It's fantastic. Yeah. So if you legitimately fail some portion, you just go back to your save point, and then you just play again without all the limiters. That is such a nice change compared to, like, for example, Halo, where you just play on Legendary the whole game and then what? You die and then you have to start over again if you can't actually figure mm-hmm. out how to beat something. So it's really nice. I think more games should do that. Yeah. Okay, moving along. Um, oh, uh, what was your favorite uh, four set of skills?
0: Four set of skills. Um, so I've discovered that I really <laughs> like the one that bounces. Bounce. Um, is that really what it's called? Oh my god. So, um. I've been I've been doing that. Plus, I've been you know experimenting with what uh you know what upgrades I like with that. I also really like um having help mm-hmm. with the the game the function that splits it. So I get two yep. dogs mm-hmm. instead of one.
2: Mm-hmm. It's great. Hi, Luna. So um my favorite you get uh, a cyber
0: dog thing. Yeah, cyber it's dog. Really
2: cool. Yeah, it's always good. I I, I like uh, the gosh. breach void tap and jaunt. Jaunt is so fun. Oh yeah, you just get to teleport all over. It's wonderful. So uh what do you think about the length? Oh wait, you didn't finish. Well, not yet. It wasn't long enough. There you can okay, move <laughs> along. Music. How was the music?
0: Oh, the music I think is topped only by Bastion, but it's by the same person, so turns out. not not too surprising.
2: So, I like the music. Now, was it worth paying $10 extra for?
0: Eh,
2: I don't know. I didn't have to do I mean, that. We, we, I have yeah, a friend who did. It turns out so I uh, you need no, you need uh, more Ashley Barrett who's the main vocal the the, mm-hmm. the red in this case apparently. Um way more there's like there's only like maybe f- five-ish, six-ish tracks that have her in it, and that's horrible. Yeah.
0: So a lot of, I know that you can like make her just start humming along to whatever's going h- being happening did, at did pretty you, much. Any did you time. find any reasons to use that yet? Well, other than listening to her voice. Yeah. No. Oh well, there are. Oh well, oh. I mean, I've just enjoyed listening to her voice anyway. So. Does the soundtrack involve include like the hums? The hums. No. Or. Even, even a, a version with the hums? No. Uh,
2: so I'll talk about that. So, um, uh, according to, uh, numerous, uh, pleas, mm-hmm. there's much desire for that. And not only the hum tracks, but also the processed tracks. So in many cases, the background music that is in the album, there's another, not album, but set of the album that is processed. So in other words, the process distorted the music that you're sure, hearing. Sure. So like, there's glitch noises and, things happening so the
0: the processes are the enemies that you're fighting by the way
2: right so the idea would be if they were to release maybe something someday for some reason they would put in the hum track and also the process tracks yeah because those things do exist even in game files like you can extract them and do various things um so that was fun um let me tell you about uh two things you already asked about the new game plus thing and the uh what was the other thing Oh, the hum thing. So the hum thing, there's a point after you do a bunch of stuff where you have to um, go is back. This getting
0: really specific already.
2: Not really. Um, so let's, uh, let's just say you return to a place you've already been, and if you hum there, strange things happen. Hmm. Um, also in uh, certain places of the games there's little shimmering places that you may or may not notice because pretty much everything in the game shimmers but if you notice it and you stand there and then hum Transistor will speak to you and o- often um, you'll hear him say things that he hasn't said otherwise ah. so Transistor will say funny things uh, at other times uh, the new game plus mode is so nothing changes in the story because why well, have multiple tracks of the story mm-hmm. <sighs> Um, what does change is you are stronger because you keep all your skills and it's so fantastic. But the enemy also retains their level ups. So okay. like, you know, for the first time you face a dog, it's dog level one, then you get dog 3.0 or something. So they all are stronger too. But the third time you play the game, they don't get any stronger and you do. So you can mug them very, very easily. It's wonderful. How long did it take
0: you to get to the third playthrough of the game? Third day well okay, but, but, like, in terms of gameplay time, it took me three days, like I don't know, okay,
2: I don't know, so um so two hours. never mind, yeah, not that long, so the music was great, but, uh, if you don't have to buy it, just go listen on youtube. how oh, what was that multiplayer going? What? What? What multiplayer? Oh, there is none, yeah. Isn't of course a, not. Isn't that a shame? Not really. Well, no, nobody well, asked for that. No, nobody did, but there is actually pseudo multiplayer. So, if you ever played Journey, there would be a, occasionally a second person just popping into your instance. Well, this actually exists in Transistor, and you might not have noticed. Really? Yeah. So, have you ever seen uh, Red Ghost? Yeah. Those are actually other players play through paths. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, it turns out.
2: That's uh, cool. Yeah, you might not so have noticed. That's
0: like what they were doing during their turn. Mm hmm. Or their oh. not only their
2: turn, but they're just in game session. Like okay. sometimes you'll just see a red randomly walking into a wall.
0: Well, it's somebody's red walking into I've, a wall. I've only noticed that during turns because that's when I can like stop and yeah, kind okay. of take in the sights. Right. So that's a thing.
2: Um Also, the polls aren't random. So the polls are influenced by other every other player's choices at that current time. So there is pseudo multiplayer going along. It's actually pretty cool. I like this. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that's as far as it goes, but it's very Journey-esque in that implementation. Yeah. Which I, I applaud. I need to play Journey. So, so uh, what other questions do you have before uh, I give you the
0: price score? I can't think of anything. Okay. We, I, I think we went through it pretty thoroughly. Okay. So, uh...
2: The story wasn't that great, lore was okay, gameplay was fantastic, music was good, but don't pay for it if you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Multiplayer was pretty cool, so that gets a .99 out of one. So, the total price is
0: $24, by now. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the soundtrack, if possible.
2: Well, it t- turns out the game is $20, and so if I told you to pay for it $20, that's pretty
0: suspicious. There no, is- but, I, but I mean, like, don't pay $30 for the game plus the soundtrack, right. if possible.
2: Yeah, uh, I did put a, um, uh, what, what do you call a like a... I don't know. I don't know. It's like warning. a text. Yeah, warning. Sure, why not? Um, the warning is pay $14 sometime in the future when it goes on sale.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it. I'd say it is worth getting it at launch for $20. You know, like if you absolutely don't mm-hmm. care about playing a game at launch. I mean, if you're
2: caught up in the hype, the, the, the transistor hype, mm-hmm. go for it. But if you're not, it doesn't matter. I've been enjoying it. I... Well, when, you, when you're when you done with the game, we can uh, do this again, and then we can uh, ridicule the joke story that's in this game. Okay. Because, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, please do read this lovely 3,000-word uh, post about the garbage. You know what we should do? Yeah. We should copy this into uh, a Steam review on your account, yeah, and then ahead. I can rate it up. And, yeah, sure. Yeah. No,
2: you, you take care of that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it was very fun to write. I haven't uh, written a lot lately, so uh, please enjoy.
0: And now now that we both have the uh, soundtrack, we can compete for scores on Audio Surf of the oh, soundtrack. G- oh, great. Yep.
2: Yeah. I, um, uh, great. We All Become has just been looping just I will destroy over you. and over and over. So be nice. I'm really good at Audio Surf. He really is. Be nice. So there you go. The review of
0: Transistor by now. Woohoo. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And of course, everybody else in this room uh, gets to play it for free if they want to because they all have access to my Steam account.
2: Yep. Woo! None of them will. So what? sad.
0: Well, Sonya doesn't have proper internet right now, so no, she won't. Uh, Ian will have time later, so maybe he will.
2: Well, once my Chinese kids yep. are tucked into bed, I have plenty of
1: time. There
0: you go. Later this summer.
1: I just have to be awake by 8 o'clock.
0: When you're back in Morris, where the internet is good.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Cloud
0: bank. Who? What? Wait, that was a transistor reference. Yes. <laughs> in the cloud. Um, okay, so, let's see, special announcements and new releases, Transistor came out this did week. Did that come out this week? Yeah, it did. Oh, man. We actually talked about it at length here. D-
2: did we? Do you remember? No. Darn recursion again. <laughs>
0: um, Wolfenstein The New Order came out this week, I was not very excited for this game up until it came out, and I saw all of the, re- you know, reviews and people talking about it, it sounds awesome! Is it's it like, like Frankenstein? It, what? it says Wolfenstein. No, Wolfenstein. So this is this so is a game where the Nazis won the war and they have taken over the world basically and your character has uh, it's like 14 years later or something and so now you're part of the resistance huh. and um, like the original Wolfenstein was probably one of the first 3D shooter games that you know was legit um, and I mean obviously no, no story to speak of because this is the early 90s um, and but now like this game has a surprising amount of like really good story to it and I'm and I want to play it.
2: I was hoping you were going to say they are part man part wolf
1: for Wolfenstein.
0: Well, no there there are some like um kind you of have dead wolf parts. They're robotic dogs. That's that dumb. you fight, I think. Yep. Um also always sometimes monsters came out. That was. this is a uh kind of the 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 art style and everything and and play style is, you know, very old-school 8-bit, um... 8-bit. Kind of... It, it looks it looks like a Game Boy game, we'll say. You know? Looks like a Pokemon game. Um, old one. Um, but the, but the story is about, like, your character is going through a terrible time in their life, you know, everything's going wrong, you know? Say, you, you're... The, the landlord is kicking you out, and, um... Et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and the, the person that you're in love with is, like, leaving you. And yeah. I think the point of the game is to go and, like, get them back or something. Um... And it sound it it sounds like a really interesting game. I, I want to play one it. What is this? Always, sometimes monsters, huh? And it's out now, so I'll, I might play it at some point.
1: Um, and and how are you not excited about Wolfenstein: The New Order? I told I was. I've been excited for for it for a while. It yeah, I know, know but I've
0: like all of the trailers that I've seen of it have just been like, okay, this looks like it's going to be Duke Nukem again. Like it's just going to be shooting. It's not going to you know have an interesting story. But now that I've heard about the story, I'm like, oh oh, this actually
1: looks good. You and I generally have very similar tastes in gaming. If it looks like it's one, or if I have a feeling that it's one that I'm going to enjoy, you're probably going to enjoy it, too.
0: Yeah, but you were also, like, really, really excited for Thief, and um, I kind of petered out on that one, haven't even played it in, like, months.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I started it a little bit, but I haven't really played it as much either.
0: Yeah, the the hype is not infallible. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know? That's true. Um. Let's see. Next week what are we going to be talking about? Probably The Wolf Among Us episode 4. I hear that that's coming out this week. Um also Among the Sleep. Wow. Suddenly this one's coming out. That's the horror game where you're playing as a toddler. That's coming out on the 29th all of a sudden. Seriously? Yeah. So I'm going to be playing that this week. I bet ya. So is it like Slenderman or Amnesia? No, or... it's like um from what I can tell, you know, you're you're this toddler, this 2-year-old. Um and one night you know while you're sleeping in your crib something just seems to be wrong and you're in your so, crib
2: when you're a toddler
0: yeah you're you're 2 years old
2: yeah i wasn't in a crib when i was 2 years
0: old i don't know i don't remember mm-hmm. um you remember when you were 2 years old mm-hmm. okay um but yeah so like you you sneak out of your crib and start going exploring and um i have no idea how weird things are going to get but i I assume they're going to get pretty darn weird. Well,
1: you have a well, I'm looking at the gameplay teaser right now, so I'll let you know in a moment.
0: oh i I watched it too. Um, I know that there's like a talking teddy bear that's with you, but I think that that's the two year old's oh imagination.: I hope creating the two year old or the the talking teddy um, Well,
1: if you look at about oh, where was that at forty six seconds into the gameplay teaser number two, there's something that looks to be about parent sized that's coming at you, and it looks to have an amnesia like feel where. The more scared you get, the more sort of wavy the screen becomes. Mm-hmm. And you can only hide, of course. You can't necessarily... Well,
0: no, you're a two-year-old. What are you going to do? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, horror games that take away all of your agency. That's where it's at. This is going to be fun. Oh, man. This is going to be a good week. Yes. So, thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Ian Buck.
1: And I'm Ian Decker.
2: And I'm Ryan Rampersad. Of course, you can find me on the Twitter and on uh, the Google Plus and just about everywhere else. See you in the country. <laughs> Your um, site promo is the most hideous, disgusting <laughs> piece of crap ever to disgrace any document I've ever seen. Site promo? Oh, that. <laughs> what? Well, that well, I'll look through my game and see if I do have it. Otherwise, I would be willing to trade it with you. Right. You know, if Nintendo was a real company, they'd have a web version of your PC that you could access anywhere. Oh, but Nintendo hates you. Uh, you know, your F12 trick it doesn't work all the time. It's, you,
0: you have to, like, hold it down for a moment until you hear the beep.
2: But but I, So it did beep, but then it still would give me a one-pixel-by-one-pixel-black blob. Okay. Yeah, the new summer season's in a few weeks. Oh, that means Free's gonna come out. Yeah, Free too. yeah. <laughs> Which is a dumb name for the show, but I understand. It's so stupid. Yeah, great. I know. I, I only watched two episodes, and it's like, oh, I'm not watching any more of this so great though. I so many underlying homosexual th- That's the point. That's why the show exists. Uh, I know it's why it exists, uh, but so funny. Right, well, so I can watch um, Sucker a Trick and you can watch free, so then. Okay. Well, so Sucker a Trick is the Yuri show this last season. Oh, okay, right? okay. So, like. I can't say I've seen a lot of that.
0: Because my back is hurting for reasons that will go away. I just need to go to Ian and get a nice massage.
2: Yeah, what did you just roll over you
0: or what? (laughs) No, see, remember that cross bones thing? Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Um... That's not a massage.